Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast. Today's episode is going to be unlike any of our other episodes because it is the audio from a Facebook Live that I held with some of the top orthodontists in the country. I did this because during the coronavirus outbreak, I wanted to make sure that I gathered together some of the top minds or at least thought leaders in the industry so that we can have a positive conversation about some productive ways that business owners can approach their business during the stressful time. I found the conversation fascinating and full of great advice. I hope you will too. I want to send a personal thank you to all of the doctors who decided to participate and share their wisdom and information, even though they too were going through some stressful times in their business. I know that when we all pull together and unify, we are stronger and we come up with much better ideas than just one person alone. Thank you again, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So... Uh, everybody watching, if you're watching, thank you so much for being here for this very special roundtable with these amazing doctors and, you know, uh, all of you that are going through what we're all going through at this time. I just felt it was so necessary for us all to get together and communicate and to figure out some possible solutions, maybe some just encouragement, just knowing that we're all in this together, you know, that we're, um, we have a community here that supports one another. So thank you so much for all the doctors that are doing it. And then I'm going to call you out by your first name, or I'm going to go by your first names. I'm going to call you out by your first names if I have questions for you. Uh, so if you are on Facebook Live right now and you're watching, then please, please um, ask a question below when you feel the need. Uh, give some resources as well. Just because you're not here live on the screen doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you. Later on, I'm going to throw up some stuff up here that everyone's going to give us resources for, maybe uh, software they're using, maybe uh, connections that they're having, stuff that isn't uh, maybe commonly known, or if it is, we're going to throw it up anyway, because I really think we need to be a place of resource. You know what, instead of me introducing you guys, if everybody can just do a quick little roundtable introduction of yourself, that would be awesome. And where you're from, that way people can know, oh, you're in my area or not in my area. Um, here we go. I'm, unmute you. Again, I'm going to, I've unmuted everybody, you self-mute. So, uh, let's go. I'll just call you out. Dovey, let's go with you first since you're on my left over here. Dovey Prell from Beverly Hills, California. Wow. Awesome. All right. Dan. Dan Bills from Haddonfield, New Jersey, outside of Philadelphia. Uh, Keith Kors from Aurora, Colorado, outside of Denver. Alyssa Carter from Sherman, Texas, outside of Dallas. Nicole Jane, I am from Livonia, near Detroit, Michigan. Len Krieger, uh, Dallas, Texas, right outside of Dallas, Texas. Andy Sarpadar, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Western Phoenix. Stu Frost from uh, Eastern Phoenix, or on the east side. <laughs> I am Heather Hopkins in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Jamie Reynolds from uh, outside Detroit, right around the corner from Nicole. Uh, Jeff Kozlowski from southeastern Connecticut, uh, right outside of either Boston or New York, depending on how you're looking at it. <laughs> Whitney Wright uh, out of Tempe, Arizona. Sweet. And uh, I'm in Arizona, but just for now. Uh, so I travel all around the country. So you guys, thank you again for being here. Just like su super kudos to you. If you're watching right now, please give everybody some love and some likes and go to their pages, uh, support them on their social media, all that stuff, because they took time out of their days to be here. So what I want to do is I want to start off the conversation with this, this theme right here. There will be an after is my theme that I'm talking about for with everybody. And I truly, truly believe that if you look at any disaster in history, any time that the country has 
had challenges, whether it be the Great Depression, 9-11, the recession, that those who planned during the disaster, during what was going on and planned sooner than later, always came out better in the end. So my question for all of you, first off, is what are you doing right now in the midst of this craziness? And I don't want to overshadow the fact that every day is a new change and we're all like figuring it out as we go along. Totally understand. And I know we don't know when the after is, but what are you doing right now to prepare you for the after? I'll start, you know. Um, all right. All last, all last week was, kind of preparing for what am I going to do with my business to survive, period, as everything was changing rapidly. And I don't think any of us uh, had any direction. And it was just figuring out with our peer groups what we're going to do and what we need to do for the business. So last week was kind of take care of the business, um, figure out how to lead the team in a somewhat positive direction when there really wasn't one per se um, at this time. I mean, the after there will be, but the, the during right now is how to get the team on board with what is happening and what is what reality is. Um, and through that stage, so now today was kind of, okay, now it's like plan B. How are we going to, after we've made the necessary changes and difficult decisions to keep the business going, now it's time for me to focus on the business. So when this does change, when this does end, how am I going to bring the business out? And some of the things I am thinking of is when I come back and the log of appointments that I will have, some that I have to absolutely be hands-on with, like the D-bands and the starts. So some of the wire changes and the aligners, how can I do that more remotely? And uh, I don't use dental monitoring. I think I will. Um, but right now I'm doing a lot of like FaceTime and email photos and things like that with patients just to keep them on track. But I think that's going to be continuing for a while into the after. Wait, yeah, I think that uh, that conversation that you were just having at the very end there, just, and we're going to go on with some more ideas is I was just having a, a talk with the doc today about FaceTime with your clients right now and throughout this whole thing is going to be the number one way that not, first they don't want to stop making payments to you for those payments that they don't want to because if they feel like you're a part of their their treatment even when you're not there sending them videos sending them hello sending them hey how's your baseball team obviously that's not happening right now so bad example but how is your life like what are you doing like i i know how to call myself <laughs> I'm, I'm clear. I'm clear about calling myself out on stuff. But how is your life? How are you doing? Like, how is your health? When you are being their healthcare provider, they're gonna see you as a value resource. So, Dobie, you're mm -hmm. gonna say something. Yeah. Um, well, we're the couple things that we're planning on doing. When we go back, we're gonna be doing extended hours. So, thinking of going from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, and adding some more staff. We were interviewing right before this. And obviously put a pause on all of new hires, but it will be considering hiring more, especially like anticipating some natural growth that we were having plus backlog. Um, and then probably what everybody's, what many of us are doing is holding uh, some, just some team meetings for morale um, uh, throughout the week. And uh, as a thank you to you, I know many of us have lectured when you have been an MC at a meeting 
and it was my best lecture ever when you were there. So uh, kudos to you for what you do for us professionally uh, at the meetings and digital today too. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. What else? I think that's a great idea. Keep in touch with their team. Uh, do a team meeting at least once a week just to check in. They can do it from their home. You can check in with them. Matter of fact, I just ordered my, uh, if any of you have gone through my 30-day team building challenge, uh, the emails that I send out, we're rewriting those right now for the team building at home challenge for your teams that we're going to be sending out to anybody who wants them really. But uh, just email me or whatever, but I'll, uh, we, you got to build that team as they're out there, even if they got other jobs, even if you're not sure if you're going to bring them back, do that. Um, I was going to ask Andy, you're doing some really cool stuff. Will you tell us a little bit about that, about your videos? Oh yeah, sure. So, um, well, first of all, I'll say, you know, the, the obvious thing is this, uh, this online platform now, I think a lot of us are, are doing these digital consults and, uh, even going beyond that with digital appointments. And as you mentioned, you know, that's a way to keep your patients through this difficult time. Of course, we can monitor things and uh, there's certain things that we can check online. Um, others that, you know, we might have to delay or bring them into the office. Uh, personally, I think that, you know, if I see something that's going out of control, um, you know, we're not quite on lockdown here in Arizona and I'm, I'm bringing that in. I'm a little bit more liberal with that. Perhaps if I got a torquing spring on there, I'm not just going to let that turn into an emergency. Um, but using social media right now, um, you know, it's been... Uh, I, I've been putting out these tips uh, as frequently as I'm able to just, uh, you know, just little pieces of advice, nothing all that profound, but just um, ways that I'm coping with the uh, with what's going on here. And I think that a lot of my patient base and even some uh, new people who are following us are really starting to, you know, get uh, inspired by that. So I, I really believe that communication is going to be really huge through this whole thing, communication with our teams, communication with our patients, and um, actually our community too. There's a, there's a real opportunity to become a community leader through this. Yeah. I agree. I want to put a shout out as well to add to that community, team, patients, your spouses, let your families know what you're going through and how you're feeling and all that because they're going through it with you and they're used to hanging in there for you, but talk with them about how you're feeling and what's going on. Uh, let's do one more. Uh, let's let's go to Jamie. What are you guys doing right now? Um, last week I did a little role playing um, where I was Hatfields and my liver was the McCoys, <laughs> and uh, probably drank about twice or three times as much wine and everything that I should have, trying to uh, get the stress <laughs> under control a little bit. I think um, you spend a lot of time thinking about your team um, and how to put them first after it because they, um, you know, they really are everything that drives an orthodontic practice with all the delegation that we do. And then, you know, you have to frame it up into the, um, into the community. But I do think, um, you know, we all also have to make sure, like you were saying, you know, to take care of ourselves. Um, this is really stressful, at least on me and, and I know my family and my team. Um, and I also think we should be careful with our cash, um, so start thinking about all the little things that flow up into your profit and loss statement that are chewing on your cash. You know, we've turned off our radio ads. We turn off our Google AdWords. Um, and so we've been really kind of making sure that by, you know, trying to protect our team and protect our patients, we want to make sure that we're there. If this goes longer than we think um, to make sure the lights are on at the end of it too. Yeah. I think that's really you know, smart. I think everybody can agree with that. Yeah. Is somebody else going to say something? Yeah, cause, cause. You know, to piggyback on what Jamie said, um, 
Same thing. I would rather be paying my team during this time so that they don't suffer and, and maybe finding ways to save the cash burn. So as, as a simple example, I emailed this morning um, our representative at our local credit union that holds the mortgage on our building. And within 30 minutes, she had a document in my hands to uh, forbear the payments for 90 days. And basically, some of the same things we're getting requests from for our patients, like, can you delay my payments for a month or two? Just let me get through this. And, uh, I, you know, we, we've always been conservative with cash and held cash to run 90 days. But that being said, if the bank is willing to let us go 90 days until we make a payment on July 1st, that's a good way to save um, finances for the business that we could use for um, supporting patients who might need to delay their payments or paying our team through the process. So, And, yeah. you know, can I add yeah, to that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, please. Along, along those same lines, I got great advice from Kane Waters to ask everybody that, you know, we pay every month. So even American Express, where we run everything through our corporate Amex, yeah. they've given us unlimited, well, they say unlimited, we'll see what that ultimately means but just not to worry about payments with no penalty. Um, Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've called them, obviously, our landlords um, for the property that we don't own, um, all of our credit card companies, and everybody, for the most part, has been pretty understanding. Um, so you know, I would mm -hmm. highly recommend it. And just real quick, some verbiage, too, with landlords, because there's been a lot of questions online with that. They're gonna be, they know they're going to be mandated, probably within the week, to give us forbearance. So I kind of gave mine a little bit of an ultimatum. If you want to be the good guy, do it now. If you want to be the jerk, I'm going to call you in three days when the government tells you <laughs> you have to do it. And you know, he called me right back and said, you know what? I just read online. I think you're right. So let me be the good guy. So you know. can you send everybody that script? Because that was sure. <laughs> I might have used a few expletives that I wouldn't say in your presence. You know, I'll add that in. Thank you. I <laughs> Another thing that. Um, uh, you can do is that uh, you can um, a lot of the if you're still covering benefits for your employees they'll let you skip a month's premium right now so like blue, blue class blue field for our employees they're not charging us a premium um, for the next for this month and next month that's awesome I like that very, very good. I like yeah. that a lot that's really any other suggestions on that I mean heck saving money right now cash flow wise I think is 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 vital it's crucial um, those of you the few that are have been through my program know that that's where I went first was like, I know you got to take care of those, those team members and you got to take care of that, that, uh, uh, payroll every single month. So you can help them question though, that we wanted to ask about it or an idea. So somebody asked a question, uh, they said great ideas and suggestions on, on saving cash. How long though, are you planning on at this point paying your teams before you say, yeah, I need you to go to unemployment. Uh, Glenn, will you go for that? Yeah, I just want to go back for a second. And oh, the sure. first thing, first thing I did uh, was to cancel my credit card. I called my my credit card company and said, "My num, just please give me a new card," because I was seeing vendors trying to hit me early um, because they knew what was going to happen. And I said, "I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to have to." So first thing I did is cancel my credit card, called my they sent me a new card out. And now when someone like today, the AEO is going to run something in my card. Great. I'll have my front desk call the AAO and give them my card number. Um, but it allowed me to be the gatekeeper as opposed to having to go to the credit card company later on and fight with them. Um, now every single auto debit that comes to my credit card, I can't do that with my bank. 
uh, you have to search a statement. But every credit card statement uh, vendor is now going to have to come through me, um, which is great. Number two, nobody buys anything in the office right now except going through me. So that no supplies are being ordered, you know, without me looking it over and seeing because none of us knows how long this is going to run. And so I'm not a micromanager by nature. It's not who I am. Um, but certainly, I just wanted to add those two things to it. That's great. That actually, is really, really smart. Um, I know we're doing that in our own home and our own business as well. So that's awesome. And you had originally asked about teams. And I just, the one thing I just wanted to throw out there that I think is worth mentioning is, not, I mean, some of the people on this panel have really mature, established practices that have been around the block for a while. But, you know, I think the answer to how well can we take care of our teams has to rely on how well you can take care of your family. Um, you know, I've made it clear for ages that my hierarchy is my family, then my patients, right? My family, my team, then my patients um, in that order. And, you know, for a lot of the younger docs and maybe not so young docs who are out there, we really don't know when this is going to end. We hope, like in Texas, Governor Abbott, uh, you know, he just put out till August 22nd, mandated, and he was crystal clear about what we could and couldn't do. Nothing. If it's someone's life is not in danger, you cannot touch them. Um, and so we know we've got a month. Might it go two months? Might it go three months? And I'm cautioning all the younger docs and older docs out there that before we start giving money to our team, you better darn well make sure you're going to be solvent three months from now. Because I would much rather look my team in the eye and say, you may not have money now, but you'll have a practice to come back to. Um, and I think it's important for us to be careful about it. I don't want to make money on this. And if somehow, because of the forbearance, I have more money in my account, I'll certainly share it with my team when it's finished. Um, but right now, I think we have to be very careful about what we commit to with our teams, unless you're in a cash position where you're just set for the next six, nine, 12 months, which a lot of the younger doctors simply aren't. Yeah, that's really good. Really, really good point, actually. Um, we uh, had somebody write in to say that the Amex uh, American Express Platinum is giving two months, no late fee, no interest last week, uh, maybe even longer now. So if you have oh, that. Can I address that too, just so there's yeah. no confusion? I think it depends on the length of your account from what I was told and what oh, your how, what your relationship is with them, how much you use it. And... Sure, good standing. We have a question. So Dan, uh, the question was, is that will, will your landlords expect double payments when they, when, in a few months, or are they just gonna like extend that later on? Yeah, so I don't, they're gonna wanna, at least my opinion, I'm not an expert on this at all. I'd love to hear what other people's experience was. I think now they're open to listening because ultimately they would rather be made whole than have us go under and them not get paid. So. What I proposed, and you know, hopefully it was accepted, was let's defer for 90 days. At that point, if we're back in business, let's take the pot of money that I owe you and spread it out over nine to 12 months um, so that they'll continue to get paid and obviously no interest on that. But I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. I'd love to hear what other people have been able to do. Hey, Dan, uh, that's exactly what our bank did for us with the mortgage was 90 days and then amortize that over the remaining balance of the loan. And so the monthly payments will increase a little bit, uh, spreading it out. So I think, I think that's a pretty good solution for people to present uh, to landlords or banks, et cetera. Another thing too that I do with my landlords, you know, is um, they're not gonna have any tenants right now anyway. So I presented it as, look, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to rent this space from you right now. 
Yeah. So if we can work together to make this work for both of us, that's how I presented it. That's true. No one's going to run out there. It's not like they're going to fill that space anytime soon. Um, I, I do want to give a little bit more credence to what uh, Glenn was saying and us kind of uh, talk a little bit about that too is, you know, he's, he's absolutely right. We do have to first, I don't want this to be the case, but the fact of the matter is, is that for a lot of our employees, they have some sort of resolve, whether that be unemployment, whether that be what the stimulus packages are going to do. Uh, you don't necessarily have that right away. Uh, to your disposal. And so making sure that you're solvent and your families are solvent so that you can rehire them in X amount of months is really important to think about as well. Any other you know, one on thing, um, one thing on the, uh, on the rent again is uh, so we're in a little bit of a unique situation. We have two locations. One of them is more of a standard lease and the other one, um, our biggest referral source is actually our landlord. Who's also a, a dentist. So um, that's created some unique stress. However, uh, what he, he proposed to me is that, you know, he carries a mortgage on this thing and he's asking for a forbearance on the mortgage and whatever he gets there, he's going to pass on to me. So those of you who might be in situations like that, you could also consider um, if, if you're the landlord, you could consider asking for a forbearance on the mortgage. Or if you happen to be in a spot with, uh, with another dentist who hasn't thought of this, that could be an idea as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we had a question uh, that Shannon was asked. Nope. Okay, we're good. Um, all right. So what um, I think we need to look at too, unless there are more ideas around how to save more money. I mean, that's always a good topic. We can talk about that probably forever. I wanted to hear from Stu and maybe some of the other doctors uh, who have larger staffs. We run, you know, between five, seven people, but those who have 20, I think, I forget how many you have now, Stu, but um, maybe those who have larger staffs. <laughs> Um, could give some insight that might be totally different than some of the, yeah, uh, sure. some of the smaller drugs. Thanks, Toby, for calling me out. Um, <laughs> hey, but, uh, you know, thank you for, for doing this because um, I got to just say, just sitting here for the first 10 minutes, I've learned so much and things that I've not been doing. And I appreciate this mastermind that you have going because it really is going to help all of us. And um, I love what Jamie Reynolds always says, he always says, I might not be the smartest person on this panel or in this room, but I surround myself with those that are a lot smarter than me. And, and so I think you've done that, Dino, you're surrounded with a lot of smart people here. So thank you. And, and Jamie, thanks for that saying, because I use it all the time. But, uh, you know, we grew nine staff members or nine team members just this last year. And so we're up at 30 people right now. And it was, uh, it was really a uh, hell of a decision what to do because I was in Cancun all last week chilling on a beach. So uh, while, while this is all going down, I was daily getting comments from my partner, Dr. Nichols and my daughter, Megan, who runs the back office as to what, what do we do? It was really a difficult decision. And uh, until the AAO came out with their, their mandate and said, Hey, everybody should pretty much close down. We were still open. What I decided to do was this, and we have a lot of uh, team members that are younger who live at home. Um, my, I, I employ like five family members. And so what we did is we said to those of, those of you uh, in our practice who uh, don't live paycheck to paycheck, I'd appreciate it if you would, you know, just not work. And uh, those of you who live paycheck to paycheck, I want you to individually contact me and, um, what I've done is I have approximately 10 staff members or team members that 
that live paycheck to paycheck. And what I've decided to do is to employ them. And so uh, I made it really clear. I did a video. We're, we've been doing videos in our practice. I've, I think this is so important that your team members see you on a daily, if not every other day basis. So I've been doing videos to my team members and, I, and I'm telling them how important they are to me and how much I love them and care about them. They already knew that, but I'm reminding them that this is a difficult time. And so I also let them know that um, I want to try to support them during this difficult time, but that there, there'll, there will be no free handouts that I'm not just going to pay. I've seen a lot of the forums where people are saying, I'm just going to pay my team. I'm just going to keep paying them. Well, I don't believe that that's good for anyone to be honest with you, but those that need work, they're going to my office and they're cleaning, they're organizing, they're, they're strategizing, they're, they're doing something. And I think that that helps them feel good about themselves. So at this point, there's 20 team members that aren't living paycheck to paycheck. And um, we're, we're closed till the 1st of, of April, maybe the 8th of April, depending. And uh, we'll, we'll hit it at that point. I know their other team, like Bill Dissinger said that they've been mandated to, to close till June 15th. I mean, what do you do? You, you do, you fire everybody and then you rehire them later. They all go on, on uh, you know, they all, they all file. But for me, yeah. what I've done is I've said to those that can't, can't afford it, um, they're going to, you know, I'm going to put them to work and I'm going to pay them. Now, I'm not paying myself a dime. My partner's mm-hmm. not being paid. We're, 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 and luckily we've saved. We've had some great times. So paying those that need help and help them, but they have to come in and, and do things. And, and we strategize what those things were. We had a, a team meeting and, and a leadership meeting on what it is that they could do, talking about social media posts, talking about all kinds of different things that they can add value to the practice at the same time, then I pay them. Um, I was going to add to that as far as just communication with your team. So we, um, I'm an ortho pedo GP office. So I have 36 staff um, total. And um, so we have been looking at a lot of different things as well. And one of the things is we spent a lot of time building out like a, a virtual care platform. And so instead of telling our patients that we were closed, um, or that we had canceled everything. We had said that we, um, you know, that we're transitioning to our virtual care platform. I think it's important our patients don't think we're just closed, like we're gone, like we're still there to support them, um, and that we're just rescheduling things, or that we have to postpone certain appointments while we're going through this. But we do a Zoom um, meeting with the, the ortho team in the morning, and then we're using an app called Marco Polo. Um, and so each members of my team have like little group projects on there. And so it's like a running dialogue that goes on all day long. So I can jump in and catch up on what they've been doing because um, they're all remote. No one's going to the office. Um, and so I've outlined everything that I want to happen, all the patient communications I want to happen, how I want all that going down. Because um, it's, it's really important that our patients know that we're still here. I mean, I think they want the normalcy at this point as well. They want to know that, you know, we're, we're still here and we're still, still watching and taking care of them. Um, and then just as we've been working on this project, um, the Marco Polo and like Slack's helpful, but certain things are lost in context and text, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. and if you can see the person and their tone, um, it just really helps make sure that everyone's on the same page and I can kind of jump in and get caught up on things, you know, jump around from project to project throughout the day as well. One tool that we've been using, I know a lot of, a lot of people have WhatsApp. But I've created for my group, for my team, we've used WhatsApp where um, it's an admin-only ability to have. So there's no chat in there, but it's just so that everybody gets all the information updated and you can see who reads it. Uh, that's been helpful for us to kind of control 
the message that I want the team to hear. And then they can respond back to me without having like chitter chatter that might uh, deflect from the, uh, the point of the conversation. I just want to say, I love that you use the word chitter chatter. Um, I didn't know you were 80, but that's awesome. I think it's great. <laughs> Don't be pithy with me. <laughs> I'm not, it's not in the 80s, but I was born in the early 80s still. So. Okay, all right, that, that, that works. We're using um, a system. Do you know I was just going to say? We're using Slack. I don't know if any of you are using Slack out there. Slack, yeah. yeah. We're using Slack, and that's how I'm doing these, posting these videos to our team. Yeah, Slack, Marco Polo, uh, Smartsheets, uh, all these are, are great resources there. I was going to mention this earlier today when you guys were talking about saving money. I, I wasn't going to jump in, and then somebody mentioned it online. Um, some have called in to get their uh, car payments deferred and even their own personal mortgage payments deferred as well. So don't just think about the business mm -hmm. side of things. Check into there too. Um, someone asked, and I don't want the Invisalign like gods to strike me down. I'm just a messenger here. Uh, somebody asked, will Itero cancel your monthly payment fee during this time since you're not using mm -hmm. it? Anybody know? Joby? <laughs> well, if, like, get, if, if, like, like, Glenn, if your card is canceled, then they cannot charge you. <laughs> no. That's exactly why I did that. Because if you want to get paid, we have to have a dialogue. You can't ignore me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Dino, our office manager, was looking into that today. So I don't have an answer now, but the, the um, Itero Cloud or whatever it's called, she was looking into. Really, this, I guess, is a piece of advice. Look into everything that is non-essential in your business. The Spotify, the, you know, whatever whatever monthly recurring things that you do that you don't need while you're not up and running, and look to put them on hold. And that was the idea on the Itero uh, cloud. But I don't have an answer yet. Man. It, independent of that, I want to caution people about the mortgage thing because I spent all day today on the phone with everyone I owe money to. Uh, we use Chase, which is not a little bank. And the wording that the woman told me, first she got me very excited because she said, oh, yes, we're offering 90 days with no penalties and no negative credit reporting. And then I, at first I got excited because I had just heard, you know, I'm thinking forbearance. All it was was the money just builds. So for 90 days... But then after 90 days, I owe four times that amount on my next payment, which is no, not fun. You. So that, make sure you're really looking at the fine print because they might just want to make you happy and get you off the phone. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, really make sure you're listening to what they're saying. Also on your practice loan, um, if you have like practice loans or student loans like that, you can ask to go interest only. And I actually reached out about my practice loan and asked to go interest only. And they actually reduced my rate from 4.5 to 3.65% on my interest rate. Um, so reach out to your, your bank on those loans um, and ask about going interest only. And then look at, um, if you run a payroll on yourself, you want to pause your payroll on yourself um, for the, during this time. And then you can um, defer your 401k contribution. You have to do a catch up on it, but with all the tax laws and everything else they're passing, they're probably going to give us some time on down the road to try and do that. But just for cash flow in the immediate upcoming time, you can defer those 401k um, contributions as well as not run a payroll on yourself um, during this time too. So I wanted to ask a question that was asked online to both uh, Keith and Whitney. Um, the question was, if staff has paid time off, are you paying out of that if requested? Are you paying that out if requested at this point? 
or are you choosing to do something else? At this point, we are paying out of that um, if they'd like. Um, for the times that they aren't in the office, we aren't totally shut down in Colorado yet. Maybe by now if the news has been on, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, we're letting that, um, letting them use that. We're trying to be a little bit cautious about letting people get too negative. Usually we let that build up over the year. They can use whatever they'll earn this year. Um, and I haven't really made a policy on it. So for now we're letting them do, they're all watching. So they're going to all ask for it tomorrow, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, you know, but I think we'll be, um, just trying to, to take care of them. You know, we spent a day last week just meeting with everybody individually. What do you want? And meeting again with people today based on the change circumstances. And the thing is that people want different things. And so far it's been working out okay for us that we've been able to, to spread out the work uh, kind of like Stuart was saying. Mm-hmm. But you, Whitney, you got a lot of practices under your belt that you've got a ton of doctors who are doing different things, but you guys have, some conversations around that. Whitney, what are you guys doing about that? All right. So here I am. Thanks. Um, so we're, we're doing everything and anything we can. We've, um, so we're, we're a, a DSO. We've got 750 employees and we are helping them apply for an employment on our, on our dime where we're doing everything. If they've got time off that they can take, we're doing that. We're, we're trying everything we can to provide help without doing layoffs and, We've got doctors who are deferring their income for the next, uh, you know, month or two because they've got a little bit of a nest egg and they're uh, wanting to make sure that their teams are taken care of. But we're doing everything that you guys are talking about. You've got such wonderful ideas. Uh, we're doing all of that, but also um, any way that we can that we can make it happen. We've even gone to uh, some lending institutions that we have worked with for quite some time and they've extended lines of credit knowing that we're, we're going to be able to take care of that in, when things turn around. So we've used our, we've used our good credit to be able to leverage the future to make sure that our team still have a place to be when, you know, when we're, we're going now, we're still, we're still open in our offices. We're seeing emergency patients cause we do a GP ortho uh, format. And so we're still seeing uh, GP patients that are emergency or, uh, the, the necessary um, uh, procedures, but the ortho is almost completely shut down at this point. So we're well, doing I appreciate it. you saying that too, because um, I, I also like in our business too, we went last week and when we decided to not like uh, some, some of you know that we just decided to stop charging any of our clients whatsoever because we want to take care of their people. So we went and I went and said, Hey, I want to go and, See, there are possible loans that I can get or credit lines uh, from my business as well. So anybody that's watching this that is also a supplier, I agree with what you're saying, Glenn, that like I think most suppliers should have should be a little more proactive and being like, hey, you guys, we know you're going through tough times. We're going through it too. Let's all work together because we have other sources hopefully to go to. So if you have to go to another lending institution to get a line of credit, hopefully you're not going to have to use that. But if you do, you know it's there to secure you as well. But one of the follow-up questions was that if you do give them the paid, uh, paid time off, then does that make them uneligible for our unemployment? And I don't know that answer. I think, uh, uh, Dina, we've been looking into that pretty, pretty uh, significantly. And um, as I've understood it, and I'm not a lawyer, and uh, we, this could be completely inaccurate, but in Arizona, at least, <laughs> well, first of all, this is, this is going to be very state-dependent. Um, in Arizona, as I understand it, 
Uh, to go on unemployment, they have to use up all of their sick time, all of their uh, vacation time uh, before they go on there. But in Arizona, I mean, unless the laws are going to be changing now, unemployment is between 140 to a max of 240 a week. Um, and for most of my employees, it's going to be on the lower end of that. So it's not exactly a, uh, a living wage. So I would say that it's, it's probably in everyone's benefit to go on that first and then just take the unemployment after that if, uh, if necessary. But to be honest with you, I'm just sitting here, you know, I haven't made any big moves yet. And I'm just, uh, I'm just praying that Congress gets its act together and passes something, anything so that we can continue paying our people. And uh, so that this thing doesn't turn into a catastrophe. And Dino, I've, yeah. I've spent a lot of time following this. Um, you know, all the webinars, all the legal conversations, speaking to attorneys, what have you. So, so in Texas, you know, they can go on unemployment right away. Um, but they can also, you know, if they take anything else, they just have to report it. And like Andy was saying, the amount they'll make in Texas, I think, is maximum of like $420. Um, and it's a from what my CPA says, it's a dollar for dollar reduction. So when we, if I, if they were to go on unemployment and I hire them partially and they make $20 an hour and I give them 20 hours a week, they're making the same amount working for me as they would if they stayed at home and got nothing. Now when Congress hopefully passes this bill, if it's any, if phase three is anything like what they were going to run through hopefully last night and then they beat, they, they turned down again, yet again today, um, that's a different story because if you pay them their PTO now and right, the whole goal of phase three is to support their income at the current level, as well as supporting things like caring for a child, what have you, and other things. If the advice is do not pay their PTO up front, do not pay their sick time up front because this COVID bill will only last a certain amount of time uh, potentially. And they know they're going to get that now. So save the PTO uh, for later when perhaps this runs out and they can still get it. Because we're laying off, we're not firing, right? The whole goal is the rehire eventually so they'll get back their benefits. Awesome. Uh, you guys, we need to, I want to just transition just a little bit right now. There's people online asking for a little bit of transition. I'm going to come out to Alyssa. Um, Alyssa, with the projects that you said that you are having your team members do, what kind of projects are you having them work on? And if you have uh, team members at home, are you having them work on projects too? What can you do? Are you having them log in to do stuff, to reschedule appointments? What is it that you're working on? Yes. So um, we got official notice last night from Governor Abbott in Texas to pretty much shut down. But we had previously um, shut down as of a few days last week. We so far have needed our entire team there every day just to have some team meetings of where is this going, keep them informed on what's going on behind the scenes, really try to keep them educated as what bills we're waiting on um, because they're hearing from other offices in town or friends that they talk to that are also employees of dental offices that they're being laid off and so they come in stressed wondering if we're about to do the same thing. So we've just really tried to educate them and we have implemented, I feel really blessed. We have such a good team. They, they haven't hesitated with anything that we have suggested that we think is best for either them or our patients or our community. Um, but we've started virtual consults. We have a, a great platform. I think Glenn is using it too. But, um, Doxy, we did training on that all day today. And you just, you start going through scenarios and realize you can't just say... 
okay, to protect my cash flow, we're all going to do virtual consults and whatever. That, that's not really the point, in my opinion. The point is to go through every patient's chart. So we've assigned a team. Look at where they are in treatment and what wires they're in and which ones need care before we just bump their appointment out another six weeks. Are they turning an expander? Do they have mm -hmm. a reverse curve in? Um, do they have active coils in? All the things that may need a virtual and if they don't deem it necessary and we don't think it will detriment the patient's treatment, we've bumped them out six to eight weeks, not just the four weeks Governor Abbott has said, because if there's an extension, then we're just rescheduling them again. If we deem that they need a virtual consult, then we are setting it up and also scheduling an additional appointment, you know, six to eight weeks later. And those will be done through Dolphy. We did a few today. The team, though, um, what we're doing is I'm doing the virtual consults. I have another team member logged in, and they're typing all the notes from what I am talking with with the patient. So a comfort appointment today, patient was in severe pain, thought a wire was poking, but it was a baby tooth that was loose. So they didn't need to come to the office, but they wanted to. And I said, well, let's just jump on a call and see. And so my team member's typing the notes in Dolphin um, because she's, like, in the office, one team member a day, just in case emergencies do need to show up. Um, we're also just trying to figure out how we can become really efficient. So when we do come back and we have this backlog of patients, you know, not only adding hours or adding days, where can we improve our patient flow? And can we get anything done now that will just save us time at the patient's appointment? So, um, you know, logging in their treatment cards, maybe some treatment plans that needed progress records, having patients pictures so we can start evaluating progress records. And because of that, we've been able to keep everyone full-time right now. I do think that's kind of a stall mode until we can figure out what's going on with the bill. But some things we've thought about are keeping everyone part-time, but paying them full-time. And then when we get back to normal, maybe we take one day a week, one day every paycheck off of their check until they pay us back for the hours they haven't worked. Um, for our practice, I'd say almost every person in our office works paycheck to paycheck. And it's better for them maybe to only have to make mild lifestyle changes. None of them actually live very extravagantly anyway. And so I think it's important for us to Take care of them. I do also know that cash flow is an issue, but we kind of came up with an equation where this is how many um, contracts we have. I think orthodontists are so lucky compared to general dentists or any other profession that's fee for service because we have continuing contracts. So it's how many contracts do we have? How many in this month from D-Bonds? How many, may, what percent of people might call in and say they can't afford their payments? Can we postpone it? And then we still have this lump sum of money coming in so what can we cut to equal that, even if we start a quarter of how many contracts we normally do over the next 30 days? So maybe that's yeah. short-term thinking, but we're trying to do long-term thinking at the same time. It's just, it's just well, hard. I, we don't know. I think it's important for you to be thinking about that with the short-term or what we can do right now for the long-term. Look, uh, there's you know an article that came out today about uh, another company that's not OrthoFi, but I'm sure they did it too. So I don't want to, but they uh, have, they put out there saying that there's not a lot of people who have been calling so far asking to stop those payments. Now we're weak into this, you know, as 
people start getting more numb to the freezing cold water that we all jumped in from the Titanic, right? Like mm -hmm. they're going to start realizing, oh no, I need to contact these people, contact these people. And so we don't know. So that's why I was saying earlier, keep yourself in front of them so that mm -hmm. those percentages do go down. But I think it's great that you're doing the numbers of, okay, what can we do? What, how much can we lose in, uh, before it starts being a real big issue? And Anybody else have a thought around that? And I, and I still want to also uh, talk about what other projects you might be having to work on at home or uh, to keep them employed, if you will. A great opportunity for um, anything with social media. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a gal, and I'm sure a lot of you are already doing this, but we have a gal. Uh, she's, she's our guru. She's at home. She's posting. She's thinking about the next post, where we go from here. Um, so I think anything social media right now is, is crucial. And if you can get your team members posting social media posts, anything to do with the practice, little hints, we've got um, little, little tips we're doing minute in the clinic. Um, just reminding patients if there's a problem, please call us and contact us. But uh, social media is huge in this time, keeping in contact, letting them know that we're positive and, and we're thinking about them. And uh, so that's one of the things we have our, our gals working on. I would suggest, Cos, I'm let you go just a minute. I would suggest even if you guys can do personal reach outs to your clients in the sense of uh, there's softwares like BombBomb is a plugin you can use on your Chrome extension where you can actually do a, a, just a video that's embedded into the email and you can say hi to them and, you know, and send it out to them. If any of you got an email like me like that before, you know what it's like. Uh, BombBomb is a great service to do that for. Any touchstone, if you need something for people to do, I suggested uh, to a, somebody just yesterday or a Saturday, I should say, that um, they do handwritten cards to people. I mean, just mm -hmm. spend time doing that. You got eight hours in your day that you're paying them for. You need to do that. That's mm -hmm. great. Cause you're going to say something. Well, so it's funny you mentioned the handwritten cards, Dino. Uh, one of our baseline goals in order for any of the team to ever hit their monthly bonus is to do 200 handwritten notes a month not per person but for the entire team with 22 team members that's about nine per team and so we've ramped that up to three or four hundred but um is that per employee or is that for the group uh it's it was 200 per team with 22 team members so about nine per employee per month but uh Dovey, if they don't do um 200 and something a month they don't, any other bonus things that we have never came into place anyway. So that was like a baseline. This is what our baseline goal is. Um, but, to, but to the point, you know, uh, we've got our marketing coordinators working on the next things. Like, because yes, to do the, and I agree with Stu, to do the day-to-day, -day, we just launched our TikTok, which I don't know if maybe some of the Me younger too. folks here know what that is. <laughs> that today don't you got it um but that's not eight hours a day so they're working on uh, uh proactively doing our mother's day father's day giveaway our summer contest and things looking six months in advance of what are the what are the what is the work we have to do to get this stuff together and can we do it now when there's nothing else to do and have it ready for then because lord knows if if we go you know, like some of the states till June before we can see patients again, my marketing coordinator is going to be doing sterilization for two months. So she's not going to be doing marketing. And so let's get that stuff out of the way now. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of our approach to it. 
really good advice. Uh, also, speaking of advice, on the uh, chat, for anybody watching, we're obviously not be able to get to all of the chats and the comments and the suggestions. So please go back and, and scroll down and read some of the great suggestions that are out there uh, from people, some good suggestions, some good uh, opportunities out there. It looked like, uh, Andy, you're going to uh, offer something? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Social okay, media is great, you know. All right, cool. Yeah, just, just scratching, fidgeting. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got one too. And we've been trying to do, we've been working on a video um, training manual for quite some time with software called Trainual. And this is a perfect time for team members to just start recording everything that we do. So every system mm -hmm. in the office, we've assigned to different people and they've got nothing but time these days to start recording what they're, you know, what we do and what all our processes are. Mm -hmm. So that's been big for us. You can also go back and look at some of the recordings you already have. If you have security footage of what's going on in the TC room, so you can pick out some really good <laughs> uh, sales conversations. So you can actually use those as examples and also phone calls. If you record any of your phone calls, go find your 10 best phone calls to put in a file so that when you do rehire, it's a lot faster to have somebody go and listen to somebody else do a really good phone call or deal with a, a pain client or an emergency than it is for them to try to repeat it or, or sorry, to try to read it and then try to do it. But if they can hear somebody do it, it makes it a lot better. You got a lot of resources already there that you can use as uh, recordings. I love that idea, Dan. I'm a huge fan of recording as uh, both Keith and, and Nicole know. I, I think everything, even the way that you load the supplies, although some of you might have to fake that because you don't have supplies in your office right now because you're generous <laughs> enough to give them away to the hospital, that you would load where you would put those and everything, like everything should be recorded. Even the way you greet somebody, which is no longer with a handshake. <laughs> so whether you're like fist bumping or, you know, nodding or whatever. Y5. Y5? Y5. Y5. It's, it's, listen, that whole high five thing is totally ruined a huge part of what I do. So I'm pretty frustrated. <laughs> you can't turn people on high five anymore. You can't, that's very frustrating. Um, on that note, I would say, well, I just, I know that Alyssa, um, had mentioned like working like the extra hours when you come back, um, just to think about on the other side of this, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like and the chances of us being able to have the same number of patients in the office at mm -hmm. like the way, way we used to is probably yeah. not that high. So just been deciding yeah. about systems of not just working, oh, I'm just going to work like extra days and I'm going to do all this, like to do as much as you can as far as patient care and contact during this time. So you don't have that backlog as much of that backlog and then be planning on how am I going to decrease the number of patients in my office moving forward from this? Um, you know, I think mm -hmm. that's going to change and it's important to be thinking about that. It may not be a forever, ever change, but it's going to be a the foreseeable future kind of change. Um, and so that's what we've been planning is all the things that we're going to change in our office to make sure we can still take care of all of our patients, the same number of patients. But what does that look like as far as the number of bodies in our office, the way where people are in the office, the, um, you know, the, the, the um, you know, make sure we're like the six feet apart, all that kind of stuff. Like what, what's that going to be and how are we going to manage that moving forward? So Heather, I love that because in my, my culture brain goes to what a cool way, if you really like set it up and position it right, of the the heightened service that you're going to give to people because of that. Like you're going to be more intentional about the way that you greet people, the way that you bring them in. You're going to be more intentional about the conversation, how present you are with them. That's going to actually be huge. And so we have to train on that and choreograph that dance that you're talking about of how that's going to work. So we all know it's kind of like the whole Disney idea of how do you bring somebody in? How do you take a guest through to move for the parade? You have to figure all that out. And I think that's great. 
Uh, Glenn, you were going to mention something. A couple of things that, um, that I've done a little differently, and I know this sound, might sound a little crazy, but I've, I've reallocated, reallocated my marketing dollars from, I did a lot of Facebook advertising. I've thrown it all into Google advertising. I've increased my Google numbers considerably. Um, I know I heard Jamie say they've reduced theirs. I've increased mine through the ceiling um, because cost per click is going down considerably right now. Um, and I have the ability to check my stats on a weekly basis. And if I see it's not working, I'll stop. But right now, I have four times the clicks this month than I did this month last year. Um, and so I'm boosting my Google marketing, pulling it out of other things, because that's where people are going. They're living on the internet. Um, the second thing that's worth noting is, you know, Jamie and Kaz are the masters of the value of your time. Um, every minute that I spend is irreplaceable and the cost of it is probably more than anything else in the office. And so what's interesting is that this new paradigm we found ourselves in is opening up opportunities for us to carry on these systems afterwards. Um, things that we're now implementing and playing with that some of us, like, you know, I did virtual exams on patients who were in Invisalign in college, right? So we would do these meetings. But the systems that we're now discovering that we can refine are potentially our gold mine for productivity per appointment down the road. And so I, I get it. Deep cleaning is wonderful. Um, all the other things are great. But what I want is I want to have more patients. I want as much patience as I can. Um, and I want to make sure their systems are streamlined in a way that we use the newest, greatest technology and clean that up now when we're kind of like in spring training. Um, and so, you know, for me, that's important. And the last but not least is it sounds heartless, but I'm using this time to sort of figure out which of my team members are the ones that are pulling the boat down and not pulling it forward. Because when we emerge from this, we're going to have our pick of the litter from an employment pool that we've been damaged with the last five to 10 years, where we are just barely scraping the barrel sometimes when we're looking for amazing people. I think you're going to see a lot more people coming into our industry at this point. And I would never ever let somebody go like this. But my point is, everybody's working outside their comfort zone. And now we're going to really see what people are made of in terms of their ability to think freely. Mm -hmm. Well, Glenn, I appreciate this setup for uh, everybody going to get my book, Hire and Fire Like a Boss. That was really nice of you. But, um, I, <laughs> but also on, on that note, that there, you know, there's a lot of logic around the idea that, you know, Warren Buffett talks about when times are bad, invest more, like push. So find those areas in your business, whether it be Google AdWords or um, anything else that you actually want to increase in this part of your business so that you're setting yourself this is what i'm talking about with the after what's the thing you're doing now to help you set you up for later on and you're absolutely right glenn look as a employer you have to look at how is this setting me up for finding out who really are my advocates for my practice as yeah. opposed to who are the ones who are just there and who are just like and and, and i just haven't had the nerve to actually or the will to actually let them go Okay, so I, I would like to do this. We're at about an, uh, an hour and 10 minutes right now. I want to do a quick transition. I, I know some people need to go. And if you need to go again, just so appreciate you being here. Uh, but I wanted to throw another couple of questions out and transition around you personally, because the fact of the matter is, you know, you all have the Hippocratic Oath to first do, don't, do no harm. And I believe that's first to you. Somebody mentioned earlier about stress and overwhelm. You know, Jamie, you're talking about you know, what it, it brought to you last week and, and how challenging that was. 
And stress, obviously, it does weaken your immune system. You don't need a weakened immune system right now because we need all of you to be at the top of your health uh, for sure. So what are you doing personally to take care of yourself? I'd love to hear from Keith. I'd love to hear from Alyssa, from Heather, actually all of you. If you can just give us some quick spurts of what are you doing to keep your mental health on and also your physical health during this time uh, of stress and overwhelm. Go for it, Keith. Oh, as you say, uh, I think I'm still figuring that out a little bit. Uh, as far as what we're doing, you know, we've been really focused on the team and trying to get everybody taken care of and, uh, but no, I think, uh, you know, suddenly we have all that time and that, that dusty bike in the garage and, and all those other things that fall off the, uh, the radar when we're so busy. Uh, I guess it's going to be time to, to get those back out and, and find a way to let out that uh, energy in other yeah, ways. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. All right, Dan, you had some ideas? Yeah, I think for me, it's just getting back onto a schedule. Um, similar, Jamie, you might have been hanging out last week just in different uh, parts of the country. <laughs> Um, if you had saw me on Friday, I was probably unrecognizable, a beard. My wife almost kicked me out of the bedroom. I smelled. I was wearing sweatpants all the time. Like, I, it, was, it was bad. And this, this morning, you know, after a stressful week, I got up. I worked out for a long time. I took a shower. I shaved. I put regular clothes on, um, you know, got back into a routine. And it really made a big difference. And it, I felt it right away that I was kind of back to some sort of regimented lifestyle. And, and I set hours for myself at work. I mean, I was allowed to work today from nine to five and that was it except for this. Um, you know, so at five o'clock I stopped and I, <laughs> mm -hmm. had, I cooked dinner with my family and I got to enjoy time with my daughter and that made all the difference that I, you know, this is the best I've felt since, you know, all this went down. I was going to say, Dan, it all went down what seems like three or four months ago. But yeah. it was like, <laughs> so uh, to echo that, I would say to Dan, we've been doing family breakfast. I've got a college student studying from home. I don't know if anybody else is dealing with that. Um, you know, and a high school student who's stressed about AP exams, but no schools in place. So we've been doing breakfast at home. And then like Dan said, I'm working maybe six hours a day, cutting it down a little bit, home to cook dinner as a family. And then, uh, you know, spending the weekend uh, at, our, uh, at our camp in the Adirondacks, um, you know, just doing outdoors stuff like social distancing in the woods with deer, uh, give me some mental clarity. Uh, and then come back to Monday and realize that it's like two weeks of change in the regulations from Friday to Monday. And I think that's the most stressful thing for all of us is, mm -hmm. is it's, you know, every morning, noon, and night, it's different than it was four hours ago. And, and here's the thing that I really like about this. As stressful as it is, I've always felt comfortable with the, um, the necessity for adaptation. And this is really forcing our adaptation hands and really honing our intellectual skills to how to respond to what happens literally minute to minute and state by state and trying to extrapolate what's happening in Oregon and Washington versus Arizona and Connecticut, New York, mm -hmm. Michigan, et cetera. And so while it's been challenging and has required a couple of extra cocktails, occasional evenings, um, we've managed through it. And so I just wanted to say to everyone on this panel and anybody out there, reach out, reach out to your, mm -hmm. reach out to your people, 
and uh, and get some answers on what they're doing because there's way too much information for any one of us to handle on our own. I think what you're saying is exactly coming. right. Like as the orthodontist, this is all we do all day, every day. What you what you just said makes is like bringing in insight into me. All we do all day is triage, right? Even though we have treatment plans, we see people in the office, we see them for three seconds, and we can know which way we're going in the treatment plan. Mm -hmm. So this is just another exercise in thinking on our feet and getting the team ready and then reorienting the treatment plan. Um, maybe you don't know, like, right, Passover's like in three weeks. So I just know, okay, well, when someone would come in three weeks ago, I was like, well, we're not seeing him in six weeks. Okay, book him out to seven weeks and we'll get it done. So this is what we do best as orthodontists, thinking on our feet and planning the game. So we're uh, best equipped for it as long as we rely, we rely on our colleagues. Hey, Zobie, you and, you and I were talking about this uh, over the weekend. I know I, I spoke about this with, uh, with Jamie and Stu too. And, you know, directly what you're talking about, Kaz, is um, I think that this is a real opportunity to uh, be stripped down to what we, what we truly are. You know, I think a lot of us, myself included, I define myself way too much by my career, um, by what's in my bank account, by um, all these assets that I've created. And all of a sudden, there's nothing like a cataclysm that, you know, when you're faced with the possibility of that um, being wiped out or greatly diminished, you know, it really, it really makes you think, what do you actually own from everything that we've, we've done in our career so far? And um, this is something Stu and I were talking about this uh, over the weekend. And, you know, I recognize, you know, there's a tendency to feel like we're about to lose everything we've worked for, but really, what do we get to keep? What is truly ours? What are we, you know, strip away all the entitlement. We're down to our character, our experience, the knowledge that we've got, the relationships that we've got. And, um, you know, I, I think of a time like this, it's, it, there's so much, uh, there's so much loss that we're facing. And in that loss, in that, in that rock bottom, so to speak, there's lessons to be learned such as this. And just take a minute to stop, look around and embrace where we are right now, embrace the present. Um, all those, uh, you know, a lot of these hopes of where we thought we were going to be this year or all that, you know, the cars that we were going to buy or, you know, whatever these uh, material possessions are, you know, we get so focused on that. But right now, there's nothing like a cataclysm to draw you into the present and really confront who you are and what you are actually entitled to from um, everything that you've built. And, you know, I've found this, I, I'm feeling just like anyone else, but things like that are helping keep me going. I'm trying to stay present and learn the lessons that life is putting in front of me because God willing, I will never be in this spot again. I hope to God, none of us are in this spot again. And uh, just take a moment to look around and appreciate the perspective of, uh, I don't even want to say rock bottom, but you know, the, the perspective of whatever cataclysm we're in right now. I agree. Nicole, you know, yeah, I'm going to add to what Andy just said. Um, because I think it's, it's, so true for all of us we just go 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 and we we just focus on the practice and focus on the practice and it's what we do it's what we've always done so now we can't i mean we can a little differently but we're not in it like we typically are and so it does create that pause for us as individuals instead of as orthodontists per se to say okay this main focus of you know what I've dreamed of and done all my life has just changed dramatically. So with without this in my life, what am I? Who am I? 
And we typically don't stop and ask those questions because that's not, that's not who we are. <laughs> so now that we're forced to be that, it is bringing a different aspect into our lives. So, you know, the one thing that helps me and the groups and the people I've talked to and, and reaching out to my friends um, constantly, it seems, if nothing else, we're in it together. So now that I've kind of realized, okay, this sucks, but it's affecting all of us the same. So it is. So I'll, I'll focus on my practice, but I've got this time to focus on me and other things that are important too. So first it's like, okay, what is that besides family and some of the obvious, but it's, it does bring a totally different aspect into our lives that I think a lot of us who have practiced and who are just driven by what we do, haven't really had the chance to or maybe even wanted to face before. No, I absolutely, I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Nicole. Alyssa, what about you? As far as the stress part and adapting, um, I like to work out a few times a week and that just, it's, it's my way to clear my mind or I don't think about anything else when I'm doing it. Um, as far as feeling like I have downtime, maybe because I'm a newer practice owner, maybe I jinxed us all too, because I just said like a month ago, man, I could have a month off and still not feel caught up. <laughs> and so now I feel like it's been gifted to me and I've started making a schedule of everything I need or that I hope to accomplish, you know, professionally or within the office or just every little thing is like, how can like I help my team understand something better or how are we answering the phone? How are we making our patients feel when we're running behind? How could we change our template? Like I feel that there's so many things in our practices that we always say, I don't have time to fix that or we'll do it later. And then six months goes by and you still haven't done anything. Or you go to a meeting and you find out some really cool things. And then because it takes time to treat them in the office or to educate them on how to screen for sleep apnea or whatever the new thing is that you want to do. And so for me, I already have, you know, all these things for four weeks written out and I'm thinking, okay, um, I don't know where everyone's getting this downtime from, but, uh, <laughs> and I have a lot less to lose. Sometimes I feel like because maybe I'm younger in my career. I'm very fortunate that this is happening now early on to kind of keep me grounded and humble and, know how to maybe prepare myself if this does happen another 10, 12, 15 down, years down the road. Yeah, it's awesome. It's very, very good. I, um, before we go to, uh, I think it was Glenn's next, just want to point out uh, what's cool about right now too, as you mentioned, is that, you know, maybe a little embarrassing because we're all in this together, like literally the entire world is in this together, our country together. Nothing's really embarrassing. Like, like you can ask for anything. You can be like, hey, I, I this is where I am. No one's going to be like, wow, mm -hmm. why didn't you prepare? Like, it's like, <laughs> all, you know, no one expected this, right? So, Glenn, yeah. what about you? Um, you know, Derek Bach said it perfectly the other day on a post I'd done. He said, orthodontists are like Formula, Formula One race cars that have now been put in the garage, right? It's, we're also wired to go, 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 go. And now we're put up on the shelf. And my response was, um, when you bring a Formula One car into the garage, you upgrade it, you tune it, you add components, you make it better. And now's an awesome time to 
I, I loved what Andy said. I mean, I love what everybody's saying, but Andy, you know, when he said, you know, be thankful for what, you know, what is our core? And, you know, I joke with my friends who are younger and I say that when I was a kid, I wanted that car, I wanted that house, I wanted that thing that somebody else had. As I got older, I became thankful for the things that I didn't have, right? All the problems people had in their lives. I was so thankful for like what I had not and, and, and thankful for what I didn't have, right? With the problems we see. And, and right now is a great time for you to go read that book you've been waiting to read. Um, I had a half an hour conversation with Kyle Fagula today on techniques for me to become a better guitar player. Like, what should I be doing? Um, you know, just spending time with kids. But, you know, now's the time for us to live in that cross of life, if you will, mm -hmm. to balance out your clinical and your professional with the emotional, with the spiritual, um, with, you know, we can't connect with friends, which is a real void in most of our lives, but we can do it like this. Mm -hmm. And so go pick up that instrument you've wanted to learn how to play. Go learn how to use Adobe Premiere Pro. Uh, go figure out how to use Photoshop or that, you know, you want to learn how to type faster, get into a typing program. Do the things that are going to upgrade that Formula One race car so that when it gets out of the garage, it runs way faster, way leaner and, and with way less problems. Fully agree. One of my mentors says, this is the time to upgrade your skill, better time. It's now. Upgrade mm -hmm. your skill sets. I love that. Uh, okay. Uh, Jamie, Heather, and Stuart, we want to get through you guys as well. Uh, probably not enough. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm like a lot of people, it's been pretty stressful trying to figure out all the stuff to do, um, both from balancing the office and balancing family stuff. Um, I look forward to getting back into working out a little bit more frequently, but uh, I think what's helping me today, I was, I think like Dan showered and shaved and got my <laughs> back together a little bit more today. Um, and, uh, and in starting to have some clarity on the plan, um, is, is helping. So uh, even though things are changing, like it, it feels like, you know, we're getting towards the bottom with pretty much everybody's clothes. We're, we're starting to kind of figure out what the playing field is like. I think we can look other places in the world to see the things that they were doing and kind of the upswing on the other side of this. So we're kind of game planning a little bit. So that, that at least for me is, is helping. Okay. No, it's really important. I think it's, uh, I think we're all in the same boat. I don't know how many of you actually did shave just to get on this today. Um, I'm one of you, so I did not. I, 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 I'm the same way. I think I think we're all in that. We went through the shock phase, right? It's kind of those stages of denial, right? It's like, okay, mm -hmm. you're in that first phase. Now we're in the second phase. There's going to be a phase where we're all a little more miserable too, because we are not doing what we're loved to do. But knowing that you got groups like this together and you guys can reach out is so important. Heather, what about you? What are you focusing on? Um, well, I mean, I guess I'm kind of like a little different kind of like Alyssa. I don't feel like I had, have had any downtime at all since this kind of all happened. Um, and, um, I just kind of went into like go mode of like, what's my plan? What am I doing? How am I going to stay in contact with my patients? Um, and I, I'm a systems person. I love my systems. So I just build out, like I said, like an entire care, entire, um, virtual care, just platform for the next, we just went ahead and went plan for eight weeks. Like what's it look like if we're not going to see anyone for eight weeks? Um, and then what does that look like moving forward? And then, so we've just spent all this time with my team um, putting it together. And, you know, I said, I talked to some people, I'm like, maybe I'm like delusional, like, you know, doing this, uh, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but it gave my, felt my, made my team feel really productive during this time. Um, and like they were accomplishing a lot and it really kind of helped everyone's, you know, get their focus off of everything else that was happening so much. 
Um, and our patients have been really appreciative. So that's been helpful. And then I'm just someone who likes to have a plan. I just like to have a plan. I like to have, you know, worst case scenario. What am I going to do? So I've just spent the last week nonstop um, putting together platforms and workflow and systems for what this looks like for the next eight weeks. Um, and then I'm kind of hoping like once what starting actually like Wednesday this week, I think we'll have it all in place to where then I can kind of like sit back a little bit um, and relax a little bit more maybe. But, um, but the, I would say one thing that I've enjoyed is that I, I have so many people that I talk to online a lot or people that I maybe met like one time in a meeting that I've had video conferences like this with over the past week that isn't really nice or i've actually talked to people on the phone that I've, I've never met but i've kind of chatted with a lot so there's i know people are saying this is driving everyone apart and the isolation but i feel like i've actually had more actual personal connection with people you know i know andy and dovi and some other people we had like a virtual happy hour the other day mm-hmm. you know um just i've actually connected more with people on a more personal level level of my colleagues mm-hmm. than i ever have before us uh, heather i think that's amazing uh, I want to speak on behalf of the, let's see, one, two, three, maybe four old guys in the group. Um, I'm, I'm going to advise, I, I, we, we all are drivers, right? Glenn said, and Glenn knows I was pointing at him as one of the old guys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, we're, we're all drivers, and that's part of why we're on this call and part of why we're in what we do. I'm actually consciously making <laughs> And Jamie and I spoke about it an hour before this call to like, because things are changing by the hour or the minute or the day, how do I make a plan for what four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks looks like? Mm -hmm. And at some point I'm saying, this is the only information I have today. I'm going for a walk with my wife. Mm -hmm. This is the only information I have on Friday at four o'clock. I'm going in the woods and I am, I am going to spend a weekend in the woods doing nothing else but being in the woods and come back refreshed. So I love Heather. I think everybody on this panel is amazingly organized and, and detail oriented as an old guy in the group, older guy, I (laughs) make a decision to defer some of that till a little bit later and say, you know what, some of this stuff will work out. I'll take tomorrow's information and make that plan tomorrow. And when I've made the decisions I can make tomorrow, I'm going to play Mahjong with my wife for three hours. And, uh, and, and so I've really been enjoying a balance of working hard and family time and cooking and cleaning and, you know, doing laundry. Yeah, that's, that's actually enjoyable at this point. Uh, <laughs> all right, lastly, Stuart. Okay, I'll try not to be too long-winded, but Jeff, thank you for that. I love it. You know, when I was first in practice, I've been in practice 20 years now. Um, when I'd have a slow month, I would worry that, you know, the bottom was dropping out of the profession and it wasn't giving me patience. And I would worry and I'd be like, oh my gosh, why did I worry? Because I'd always see the patients come back. And so one thing I've always realized is that um, you might think that this is the end or this is trouble or it's doomsday and it's not. Um, I've been working on a few things, exercise, key eating well, sleeping well, taking my vitamins. I mean, this is a big deal. But uh, most importantly, I've been working on leadership. How am I a better leader? I've got eight kids, two daughter-in-laws, and 30 team members. I have to show up and be a better leader to all of them every single day. So what am I doing to be a better leader? That's what I've been saying to myself. Well, I've been listening to podcasts, and I've been listening to 
things that will uplift me so I'll be positive. I want to have an abundance mentality, a positive abundance mentality. And so if anybody's talking negative in my family or team members, I just say, hey, let's be positive. This is going to, this is going to help itself. I was listening to a podcast and I want to share, I think, share this with everybody. I think it's really cool. The School of Greatness by Lewis Howes is a great podcast. And he had on one of the Diesel Brothers uh, that's on the Discovery Channel. He had on Heavy D and he asked him three questions. He said, if you're, when you're done and gone and out of this world, what would be three things you would leave your family and your friends and those that would, that would make a difference? You couldn't take anything with you, but you would just leave those three things. And the last thing he said to, to uh, everyone on that podcast was, is he said, you know, I think I would share with everybody that when they think that things are worse than they really are, or when their things get really bad, or they're going through some really, really difficult times, he said, the reality is, is when you go back and look at it, it really wasn't as bad as you thought it was. And, uh, and I would just share this with everybody. You know, there may be some of you out there that think that this is really, really bad. And I'm here to tell you that it's probably not as bad as you really think it is. And um, it was really unfortunate. One of my, my nephew has a, a friend. They play on a, a, a rugby team together. And I just found out that the little boy just took his own life, shot himself. He's 16 years old, drove out and shot himself. And, and nobody could understand what's going on and the stress of, of everything. And, and why would this, this kid who had the world by the tail and he's, he's a good kid and a great you know, football player, but what was going on? And I think what happens to a lot of us is that we, we, we aren't able to be vulnerable. And I think if there's some of you out there tonight who are listening and you're, you're really struggling mentally with all of this, I want you to just be able to, to do what, what Dina was saying earlier is be vulnerable. Hey, reach out to somebody, tell your wife how you're feeling, share with what you're feeling, share those ugly feelings that are inside of you. Do not hold those in. There's, there's, it's really not as bad as you think it is when it's all said and done and we get, our careers are not going anywhere. The patients aren't going anywhere. We're going to have patients show up whenever, whether it's June 15th or in July, they're going to come back and we're going to have a career. And so I would just encourage you to be vulnerable. Share with your wives how you're feeling. I love what Jeff said. Go for a walk with your wife. Play a game with your daughter. Do things that, that will mean something, but also share your feelings and your thoughts. Don't be so manly or masculine or, or as a female, don't be so caught up in the, the regime from day to day, what you have going, you can't share your feelings. When you share your feelings about how, what you're, what you're going through, um, that's being vulnerable. That's letting people in. That's, that's when you get help. So if there's anybody out there that's struggling so much and thinks that this is the end of the road, I got to tell you, it's not, it's not as bad as you think it is. And when you look back on it, you're going to go, wow, I learned a lot about myself and a lot about my, my, who I am as a person. And from there, I think that uh, we just need to say it's not as bad as we think it is. So um, reach out to people, share with them how you're feeling. Don't think you're island because you're not. I loved when Andy called me the other day. I thought he called for a certain reason. I was going to go over to Peoria about an hour from here and help him with the case. And he's just like, hey, I just want to see how you're doing. I love that. Reach <laughs> out. You're not an island. And there are people here to listen. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to do this was because I felt – energetically the fear last week the overwhelm 
I, I didn't feel the drunkardness, but I did feel like there was some stress there. <laughs> but, but there is, you know, there's this this energy out there, and I'm, and and you all are a group of people that I wanted to connect with here because of that positivity, knowing that there will be an after, uh, which is you know a big theme for me right now. And there, if you're on this listening to this on Facebook Live, there's not only people here that you're seeing in front of you, but also in the comments below that you should reach out to people and let them know. Um, you know, it, it's definitely one of those high stress times. We know back in the Great Depression, when there are tons of, of suicides and things like that, we don't want that repeated again. We wanna pull together. And I wanted to just make a few little points here uh, to wrap it up. First of all, what you all talked about, I think was really important was, I'm a huge fan, as many of you know, of my of core values, focusing on core values. Those are your own personal core values that you gotta lean on. Those are the things that are gonna bring you back as long as you focus on those core values there, because your talent hasn't stopped. The business has stopped, but your talent has not stopped. You still have that. You still have your, all the work and effort that you put into getting where you are. And on that note, you're all warriors. You guys all fought to get where you are right now. You, you sacrifice so much in your lives to be here. You've asked for help in the times that you need to ask for help. And you focused where you needed to focus. And so you've already done this before. You can make this happen again. This is not the end, as Stuart talked about. I think that's such an important message to remember is that there will be an after. We will be getting to there. And this is a time to connect with those around you, your team members, your patients, your colleagues, your family members, your faith, if you have faith, uh, to figure out what you want and what you believe. And uh, I think that's probably the most important thing to, for us to think about. So uh, with that being said, you guys, thank you so much, guys and gals, sorry, uh, to being here. And I do, you know what, I want to do a quick shout out. I, I reached out and said, I want more female representation on this call because, of course, I was uh, reaching out to a lot of guys. And so thank you, ladies, for being here and, and representing that part of this industry. It's so important for us to have that representation. Um, and for your example of the steadfastness and like, okay, we're just getting things done. So thank you again, everybody, for being here. Thank you for your contrib uh, contribution. Definitely going to be um, probably doing more of these over the next couple of weeks to get people like knowing that there is a community out there even deeper than it was before. So hats off to all of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Dino. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody else online, this is the end. Thank you so much. Reach out to us. Uh, if you do uh, want to reach out to anybody here, friend them on Facebook as well. They should be there. Um, reach out to me. I'm just Dino at DinoWatt.com. Easy enough to find there. Um, I'm going to be sending out a lot of resources online. Every single day I put stuff out there. So you guys, thank you very much. Have an amazing night. And we'll uh, see you next time. Best of luck. Stay safe. Stay healthy.